Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cumanera, an Experience Points podcast. We're an all-queer cast Numenera podcast. I'm Kenny, the cast member who plays the lovable and simple lad Hillian. If you love our show, we hope you'll rate us and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. Every review makes Kelric, the GM and producer's eyes, sparkle and helps new listeners to find us. We don't pay to advertise any of the podcasts on the Excorians Points Network, so we hope you'll recommend us to your friends and just about anyone. Did you know that we had a Patreon? We are grateful to everyone who's already become a patron. You keep our mics on and our dice rolling. We've got some great rewards, so check them out at patreon.com slash Points. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Welcome to Cumanera's inaugural live screen stream. <laughs> live stream is not Halloween anymore. <laughs> uh, live stream. I'm Kelric. I am the narrator. Uh, I am new at this, so please be forgiving. And with me is my fabulous and lovely cast. If you would like to introduce yourselves, my pronouns are he, him. This is something that we like to share. Kenny? Oh, you were starting with me. Okay, hi. Uh, my name is Kenny. Uh, my pronouns are he, they. I play lovable, uh, wear hair, kind of grumpy boy right now. His name is Hillian Jossa. He is a uh, earnest jack who howls at the moon. And we call him Howlian when <laughs> he is in this form. Yes. Which will never get old. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, my name is Aaron. I use they, them pronouns. And I play Rylu, a graceful glaive who speaks with a silver tongue. Uh, if you've listened to previous episodes, they're very sassy and 17. So it's fitting. Um, and yeah, very excited. What's up, y'all? My name's Cage. I use she, hers uh, pronouns. I play Charlie, who is a strong-willed Nana who talks to machines. Her pronouns are also she, hers. We are back. We have... Uh, can... How about Kenny? Why don't you give us just a real quick recap of what just happened so we can just move forward? Sure. Um, so what just happened was... in. The last 45 minutes was describing what happened in about five minutes. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Tiuna disappeared in a flash of lightning because Nils, a lanky dude with a mechanical arm, um, set off some sort of device that caused Tiuna's uh, implants to all kind of overload. And uh, she shot off in a flash of lightning in front of... Uh, Hillian and Charlie and Rylu and a bunch of other people. Um, Hillian happened to be also uh, transforming into uh, Howlian and they're in their full were-rabbit self. Um, and so seeing that uh, basically their their best friend uh, disappear um, or die to them. They, they don't know what happened. Or he doesn't know what happened. Uh, he um, goes into a blind rage and was facing Charlie uh, while thinking fast on uh, their feet, uh, Rylu pulled out a ration of some sort of uh, fantasy jerky and uh, threw it at Nils because uh, Riley recognized Nils and how uh, from from previous uh, adventures in that Nils uh, is a bad person. And so um, the uh, jerky hit 
Nils in the face. Uh, Rylu directed uh, Hillian to uh, attack Nils. And uh, in that, uh, Charlie noticed that uh, Rylu did this and that Hillian is this raging beast, and um, decided to use their uh, ability to control machines to uh, um, uh, disable uh, Nils' arm. And so all of this happened kind of in a flash, and then uh, Hillian pounced on Nils and mauled him. Um, and uh, there was some clawing and some scratching and some scrambling to get away. Charlie unleashed a, uh, a torrent of nanobots things on Nils, and um, that, that ultimately killed him. That is true. Um, you did leave out the most important <laughs> horrifying thing, which is then Hallian began to feed on the body of Nils. Yes. And Rylu is apparently very inured to this because they walked right on up and just picked up the map that was the cause of this whole thing. And is apparently just standing there watching the meat. Were you back did you back away a little? I can't remember. Oh, I definitely backed away. I kind of am waiting for Hillian to eat because otherwise Hillian will be have a very bad day tomorrow. Um, and I'm waiting for him to finish feeding and then I will proceed to calm him down. Cool. So, um, Kenny, why don't you roll us a quick uh, percentile dice? Okay. Um, and what you want is uh, below tw uh, 24 or lower. Ooh, okay. 27. Aw. So you are going to transform back to Hillian and you are going to come back to yourself actively eating this person. Ooh. So you have you have finished eating the medium part of your meal, but you are sitting over this person that you have been encouraged to consume by Rylu, and you come back to yourself, finishing your meal. Hmm. And eating begin. <laughs> do you, do you not? What, what is going on? Hillian, Hillian, come with me. Come on, let's go. Let's get out of here. We need to run now. Wait, where's Yuna? We'll, fi we'll find her. And then I run up and grab Hillian to distract him from this whole horrific, horrific thing. And, like, begin running into the woods. I think we're near the woods. You're on the edge of the city. You're still inside Ephraimon. So... Mm, okay, we'll... In. We are not making <laughs> the leftovers into Nils Jerky. <laughs> Oh gosh! We're not doing. That's horrifying. Ooh. Ooh. Um, okay, so if I remember right, there's <laughs> there's closed city gates. So I am going to just no, no. You're on the inside of the city. You're just at the edge of the inside. Yeah, what I was saying is I can't leave the city because Cor the gates okay. are closed. Correct. You do um, have to. You are stuck in the city. So I half naked, Hillian who, I don't know if they're still holding some of their dinner or not. 
but I imagine like Hillian, like upon turning back, um, like whatever they're holding, like just kind of drops, like they're just covered in blood, um, and with torn clothing, and um, they're he's very disoriented. Okay, so very likely to just listen to what Ryan says. Yeah. All right, so. Is any of the gang still there? Like, did Charlie leave and everyone else? Everyone has left. What is Charlie doing? <laughs> yeah, so Charlie watches the rest of the folks kind of like do their back away thing. But Tuna, before she had, you know, disappeared on, on her lightning, kind of was like, watch off after them basically and so now she's just kind of like what the heck is going on because first of all she didn't know that hollyan was hillian so now all of a sudden <laughs> hillian is standing there probably like a blood-soaked face <laughs> like after just gnawing on this person and, and what uh, was your impression of hillian when you first met them do you remember um i don't, I don't recall exactly what charlie thought but um, but she knew that Hillian was like an ally because Tiuna and her had had a conversation. And I know at one point, um, we did tell Rylu and Hillian that we had known each other. So even though most of our conversation had happened like telepathically, uh, we yeah. did alert them that I was somebody that Tiuna had known before they had all met up. So they yeah. know that I knew Tiuna from a while ago. And you, when you saw Hillian, Hillian was sort of bound by a scarf to yeah. <laughs> your friend. And so they were kind of simple and just moving about and just talking about food and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you saw that she was constantly feeding him treats mm -hmm. to keep their attention. So that's, that's what you had been exposed to before this revelation. Right. Um, so she'll definitely, if they're going to go run, she's definitely going to follow them because she feels like now like this sense of like needing to, I don't know if take care of them is necessarily the word because they also seem to be able to like in a way handle themselves. It's not like it was just her in that fight, but like at least watch over them, um, in a way. And so she doesn't really want to let them out of her sights, but she's still like absolutely dumbfounded, like. Yeah, so Charlie is is probably running after them, but is probably like exasperatedly being like, "What you all need to tell me what is going on?" Like, so I help me understand. Yeah, so I assume there's some of that. I also assume there's some. I mean, you are a nano, and machines fascinate you, and you were deliberately given a machine to help you deal with Howlian. And so there has to be some curiosity about that, though it may be pushed farther back after this. Mm -hmm. Oh, Charlie has a lot of questions. <laughs> there are a lot of things that she wants to look into. I mean, she just was handed, like, literally, she probably hasn't even had a chance to really look in that bag. She probably has an understanding that there's, like, batteries and things in there, but she doesn't fully understand what, what Tuna has even handed her. And, like... I mean, there's these two new people as well, and mm -hmm. like this transformation has happened in front of her. She just killed a guy. <laughs> like, yep. there's a lot to process right now. So here's the question for y'all: Where are you going? Um, Rylu probably has some ideas. 
Charlie has been here longer, so Charlie may have a bolt hole of her own that she may try to pull you to. So what are you two going to do? Well, and that's why I asked where Charlie was, because if Charlie is there and after seeing like how Tiuna interacted with Charlie, um, I would like basically take a towel or like a, I think I have spare clothes or so a shirt or something and throw it over Hillian's head and be like, Charlie, we need to get out of here. Let's go. Where am so, I? What's going on? Shh. I have so many regrets about telling you to show that art to people. It's so horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, just going to rest above me for a little while. It's fine. Okay, well, continue, sorry, continue. <laughs> we absolutely need to get out of here. Um, and Tuna's probably, like, looking around, like, if we're still in the city, people could be around feasibly. I mean, we weren't quiet, I imagine, through all no, of this. But this location was chosen because it is uh, secluded. Remote. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of the underworld. You're like, okay, if we're by the edge, we're not in mm-hmm. town the only people who will hear us are people that have been intimidated enough. Right. So potentially you shouldn't be fine. But so <laughs> I imagine Charlie does probably know some good hideout spots and probably will also know the back ways of getting there because Hillian probably is not looking in a way that I would want to be walking down the main streets of Ephraimon with him. <laughs> the way that that he currently appears, probably until so we can get him like cleaned up and He's obviously confused as well as to like what has all been happening. And so um, I might try to lead Rylu and Hillian through some kind of like back forest ways. Um, and um, because oh. Ephraimon is like the treetops, so I'll probably pick like a level that maybe is less traveled. But that might also mean that I need to like assist them a little bit more because it might mean some climbing and jumping and things like that. Um, in order for us to stay less seen. Something I was curious about, though, before yeah. we left, we never exchanged money, right? That's still all we have, all the money? Yeah, you have all the money and you have the map. Perfect, and the map. And then that device that was on the ground got destroyed by Hallian, if I remember right. Hallian, like, said that they were going to destroy things. No, they just jumped over and destroyed Nils. Yep. So Nils's arm is there. And so is the device that they use. I'm not taking the arm, but I am going to swipe that device. I'm not taking an arm off of a dead carcass. Okay, oh, I would like you to roll. Anymore. It's fine. <laughs> I want you to roll int for um, the presence of mind to think to do that. Yeah, that's fine. I was thinking like because I'm like an ex-merchant, but like that's totally fair. How about a nat 20? Ooh. How about a nat 20? How about you can do that? And if you wanted to, you can grab the arm with that. Don't even care. I'm not I mean, going to take the arm, but if I can swipe something that was on Nils's, maybe in the packs or something. Um, You have a nat 20. So yes, you are able to grab the pack. The shoulder straps and everything, of course, are ruined because mm-hmm. just ripped across them. But yes, you can grab the the pack that was... Okay, I was like, I'm not going to take an arm off of a carcass. That's too gross, even for Rylu. Uh, just to be clear, that is not beyond Charlie. Those are spare parts. <laughs> <laughs> if you so would... Rylu doesn't take the arm, she might try to... Like, if it looks like it's dismembered enough that she doesn't have to drag half a carcass with it, she might swing by and grab them. I will give you the ch- You can roll a d20. You're going to have to roll an 18 or higher to have the presence of mind to grab 
the arm because you have never seen any of this and you are in, very confused by everything that's happening. Okay. I'm horrified. I probably won't get that, but we'll see. Ooh, a 13. Oh. Nope, not quite. So close, but no. Maybe so. it's the glint in her eye, but she's like, uh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So She'll cry about it later. Going? Charlie, do you know somewhere we can go that Wither does not know about? I cannot deal with them right now. Yeah, so I, I think that um, that Charlie would know of, of a location. Um, and like I said, would probably try and find a way to get to a place where um, where like they would be less seen. Like a, a path and a location that would be less traveled. Awesome. So I'm going to... Uh, give you that roll since you're the guide roll tile dice and at this hour and in this space you need to roll below a 90 66 (laughs) nobody sees you you are just fine you make it to where you're taking them why don't you describe for us where you have taken them so i imagine that um that they probably had to do some sort of, uh, I don't know if I'd say like acrobatics, but like they probably had to have some relatively steady feet to get to wherever this location is because it's where people are less traveled. It's probably very heavily, uh, like like the trees are, are very thick. And so it's kind of maybe a little bit darker there and just very heavily wooded. All right, indoors or outdoors? I mean, like, were you taking to a bolt hole? home because remember all in Ephraimon you have homes built into the top parts of the tree the middle parts of the tree right you have uh homes in the roots of the tree are you taking them to a yeah so it'll be kind of like ground like I think we'd probably have to go like up and then go back down um it'd be probably more of like a ground floor type of area it's not what you would consider like a home but clearly there has been shelter built here but it's very rudimentary. Okay. So all three of you get inside and you you take a breath for the first time since all of this has happened. And where are we? What's going on? Why why am I bloody? Hillian, Hillian, don't worry about it. Sweet. We need to we need to worry about we need to worry about Suna. Um here, let me help you get cleaned up. I'll, I'll explain it later if I can. I, I actually, we'll find out. We we are going to find her, Hillian. Don't worry. Okay, we are going to find her. Okay. Uh, Tuna is okay. Uh, before she, before she uh, rode off on lightning, um, she did want me to let you all know that that she will be okay. Um. There there's something happened with some of the ports um, that, that she had um, that were that were on her and um, she had to be called back. What do you mean when she wrote, what are you talking about? She just, she just disappeared. She told, she went somewhere? Yes, so, um, so when when they overheated, I don't know if you saw, but that that the streak of lightning that went up into the sky that had to have been her. Um, I'm not entirely sure where it is that that she might have gone to, um, but she did seem like she was going to be okay wherever it is that she was going. What? 
I, I don't understand. And this is all happening while like Rylu is like getting blood off of like every part of Hilly. And, and Charlie's I'm sure. probably like. <laughs> so like yeah. you're you're basically wiping aliens face down like you do a toddler who's had too much chocolate as you're having this conversation i like the picture of too much spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> yeah but don't forget too that like the ninth world is a very very brutal place like it's not like we're sitting in our house just doing this like that's i have made this a warm and welcoming community driven <laughs> Base. Yeah. I do not understand why you would say such horrible things about this world. I'm pretty sure I've had to clean off plenty of blood off of Hillian before. That's fair. All right, uh, all right continue. I was just saying, I'm like, as I'm doing this, I look look over very frustratedly at uh, at Charlie, and I'm like, and why would she tell you this out of everybody? Who even are you? Well, so Tuna and I actually have known each other for some time. Um, we both studied under mentors who had known each other. And so we have gone on different expeditions and have explored together in the past. Um, but I haven't, I haven't seen Tuna in a very long time. But when, when she disappeared, she did hand me this. And this is going to be probably the first time that Charlie's actually able to like open up like the stack of batteries and like see what's inside of it. Um, and so she'll kind of maybe look at like Rylu, like, do you have more information on what some of this stuff might be? Um, I, I guess I could open it. And what's what was in there? I know it's the bag of batteries, but what else did Tuna put in there? So you uh, recognize that it, what this is of hers and that she doesn't give up stuff easily. So you would recognize that. And then I believe the other item was separate. Like, they gave you the bag of batteries, and then they gave you this other thing. So you've got two different things you're holding, you've got from Tia. Yeah, and the, the other item is like a is like a partial Numenera, right? And she, and she was able to tell you that it is specifically for helping you deal with Howlian. Okay. Before she had to take off. But she didn't say what it does or how it works. She was just like, this will help you. Kaboom. Would I be able to roll for trying to kind of maybe investigate what that item is? Uh, are you just going to stop the conversation to do so? Or are you going to... I think that she'd probably like have it in her hand and be like, and then she gave me this as well. Um, and kind of like hold it out for uh, Rylu to see it. But she'll probably also be kind of like looking at it herself to see if she can kind of like glean any other extra information off of it. I think that this works out perfectly too, because I think once Rylu sees like the bag of batteries and was like in your possession, um, they're just like very hurt and like a little furious because now they know Tina's okay because how else would you possibly get that? Like if they disappeared in like a light cloud, then that wouldn't have just been with you. So they just like open it and look at it and it just like drops out of their hands and you see them turn to Hillian and say, you stay here, Hillian, no matter what, you stay here tonight. And then turn around and walk out. You walk out with this stuff or you let it drop to the ground? No, I dropped to the ground and like, I'm sure batteries like spilled and yeah. Oh, the soaking begins. You ever been a 17 year old? <laughs> no, what's that like? <laughs> Kenny, Hillian is pretty into Numenera. Are they going to, when they hear 
what this thing is supposed to do? Are they interested in it at all? Or So this is what's happened That's... so far. Uh, Hillian's been drugged through a city with a blanket over him. And then Rylu tells him that everything's going to be okay. Starts wiping down Hillian's face, probably his hands, and like as best a 17-year-old can. So I'm sure that there are blood splotches everywhere. Then Charlie says that she knew Tiuna, gives Rylu a bag of batteries and holds out a new Monero device. And then Rylu storms off, like drops the bag and storms off and kind of sternly yells at Hillian for a second. So Hillian's like, oh, I, I, oh, oh, where, where are you going? And then <laughs> as Riley goes off, um, I think Hillian would turn and be like, okay, okay, okay. Um, so you and that. And then looks at the new Monero device. Um, I think... He would try to roll an understanding Numenera, but he's not going to put any effort into it. Okay. So he rolls a seven, but that's a TD3. No, this is a brand new Numenera device that they don't know anything about. So it's harder than that. Okay, that's fine. So yeah, the Hillian does not know anything about it. They have known Tuna long enough to recognize their work. So they sort of you do get a feel that this is definitely a Tuna-created thing, but you have no idea what it actually does or how it would work. Yeah, so um, looking at that, I think Lillian has like a very blank look on, on his face. Uh, do you know where Jacques is? At Charlie. Jacques? Who's Jacques? <laughs> my, my, my pet, Jacques. Where Jacques is? Everyone's leaving me tonight. And Charlie's probably gonna like kind of look, look at the area where like Riley had just walked out and like back over at Hillian and like down at the stuff and just kind of be like, uh, I, I, I'm not sure where Jacques is. Uh, oh no. Uh, like looks back hoping like Ryder shows up. Like uh I imagine this like heartbreaking moment, like as as like all this is being said, where Riley had stopped right outside the door of wherever they're at, and they like hear all this and like they have like a tears running down their face, and then like keep doing your thing and we'll see where the, if they leave or not. <laughs> uh, I so um because Yuna seemed to put emphasis on making sure that Hillian was okay, even though Charlie is not necessarily like a very like like empathy type person. She will probably try to like kind of go near like Hillian, but it's still kind of like there's like weird blood, you know, and maybe like I don't know, like meat hanging out of I don't even know <laughs> there's probably flecks of whatever on him so it's kind of like this between like I'm trying to like comfort you but also you're disgusting right now but like you're really hurting so <laughs> at the same time um and we'll try to do like this like it'll be okay sort of uh interaction with Hillian 
Killian <laughs> sees that you're trying to like do this, like, and you're you're kind of awkwardly sidling up, probably, and like doing the like reach out, maybe back pat thing, <laughs> um, or something similar. And Hillian recognizes your discomfort, and then says, "Oh, I I'm so sorry. Are are, are you okay?" Um, I'm just very confused as to what what's all really happening. So, so you are friends of Tiuna's who you've been traveling with her, and I understand that there was this map that that you all were trying to also acquire, but I'm not really sure what all happened back there. Um, everything just seemed to happen so quickly. Yes, it, it was very quick. I, I remember coming into the city. I remember being very hungry. And I remember- I do remember Tuna was giving you snacks. <laughs> yeah, they were really tasty. Um, but then I was really hungry. I, I was so hungry. And I kept on being hungry. And nothing could fill it. And then I woke up. And there was a lot of blood. Wait, so you don't... And Charlie's gonna now kind of try and like... In her mind, she's like, wait, they don't know. Because <laughs> it hasn't probably dawned on her that this is not something that, that Hillian knew. Um, and so it's kind of like that breaking that bad news to somebody. Well, when I... When I first came into the clearing and and saw what I believe might have been you, Hillian, you were you were you did not look as you do now. I, I don't know how else to explain this, Hillian, but when I when we arrived in the clearing, there was a large large beast that came through the woods and attacked Nils, um, and then it wasn't until after the beast had had fed on on Nils for a moment, that it was it was your current form that was over Nils's body. Uh, Kenny, roll me percentile dice. Uh, Seventy. Okay, so your choice: you either are able to continue your denial, or you will you can get. Uh, stuck in that memory of what Charlie has just described to you. So which is here's what happens. <laughs> Hillian's eyes go wide. And Hillian is staring at Charlie. Um, and if, if Rylu kind of pops in at this point, that's fine too. But mm -hmm. um, Hillian looks at Charlie and is like, You saw it? Your other form? No. The monster. There's been a monster follow following me since I was a kid. Uh, I I did indeed see some sort of beast. I I, I only have memories, dreams, bad bad dreams. Couldn't find him. Couldn't find Jacques. Jacques, your your 
friend, your companion, right? And then Pillion kind of looks off. My... Yes! My, 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 my little pet Jacques! Have you seen my little pet Jacques? He's about this big and ears that go like this and 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 he's very squeaky sometimes and like this complete other face kind of comes over Hillian. like you you just lost whatever whatever coherence there was and is is Jacques anywhere to actually be seen is this one of those times where like Hillian's like looking for Jacques and Jacques is like right there or is like Jacques actually like MIA Jacques is Jacques is MIA. Yeah, Jacques is okay. not there. <laughs> uh I I'm sorry, Hillian. I haven't I haven't seen Jacques. But we can definitely I can help you look for Jacques. Would you? I would, yes. Awesome. And with that, let's what is Rylu doing on this little tearful walk of anger and sulking? I mean, whatever teenager does, going for a walk with no concern for their safety and just being real upset about it. You're just picking a direction and walking? Um, I mean, on one hand, they are very frustrated and upset. On the other hand, they know they don't know where they are. So, like, they're going to pay attention where they're at. Like, take a, take a sec, look at where they are, and then, yes, just, like, go walk. Okay. Why don't you roll a roll a d20 for me? Okay. And then it's going to be your choice or not whether or not Riley brought their backpack because I didn't declare that they dropped it. I like don't really know either way, but I definitely know they have their weapons because they don't leave without it. So you have your backpack. You did drop Mill's backpack. Okay, cool. Uh, that's going to be a four. Oh, okay. So as you're walking along and it's dead of night you're in the roots of the tree it's real hard to see anything you don't notice that a couple people are sneaking up behind you i would like you to roll initiative bad decision on their part can i say when i took that walk i took two recovery tracks sure you can you can do that cool it's gonna be a six for my initiative and i need to roll to get my points back is it d6s to get points back yeah it's a d6 okay so, out of the shadows behind you, two Murden reach out to grab you for some reason. Uh, what a Murden is? A Murden is a... They are abhumans. They walk upright but would never be mistaken for humans. Their backs are hunched dramatically forward, skin covered in shiny black down, huge black eyes perched above a sharp, dirty yellow beak. These things stem, seem almost like enormous ravens with spindly arms rather than wings. Tattered leather cloaks cover their backs, and many carry a leather bag or wear one on a strap to hold the various objects that they have collected. You might remember them from the one that you passed on the road on your way to Ephraimon. So, they are thieves and murderers, as you might recall, and they do tend to uh, prefer ambushes. And you have walked right into one. Oh, it's so cute. They think this is an ambush. <laughs> uh-huh. So <laughs> they are going to roll to hit you from behind. So it is speed. This is a surprise round. 
you did not suspect them. Uh, if you would like to do a perception check to see if you can mitigate the role and use some of your abilities, I'm willing to let you do that. Um, I mean, as far as perception, I don't have anything specific, uh, but I will do a roll if you would like. It would be an int check. Okay. Um, and for this, um, I have the number in mind, so go ahead. Well, I'm not going to use any points because I'm totally willing to get jumped because I'm built for this. Cool. That's a two anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. All right. Go ahead and roll your speed defense uh, twice, and let's see if they hit you. Cool. Um, so I am specialized in speed defense. Excellent. So that gives me that. Um, and then if uh, I'm going to roll them one at a time, because if one misses me, I can do a thing. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a 14 with the two-step races as well. That is a that is a miss. That's fine. All right. So when they miss me, uh, I'm going to activate my ability, which I've never been able to use, misdirect. I'm going to spend three points from my speed pool. When okay. an opponent misses you, redirect attack to another target, creature, or object of your choosing that's within immediate range. Make an unmodified attack roll against the new target, but you can apply effort for accuracy. If the okay. attack hits, the target takes damage from your opponent's attack. So I'm going to redirect it at his buddy. Okay. So make your roll. I will apply effort this time because I have wanted to use this for so long. <laughs> and... Ooh, that's oh. not great. It's going to be like a six, I think, because of the effort. Oh, and it does not make. Okay, yeah, because it's unmodified. Yep. That does not make. They do not hit, but you... What does it look like when you suddenly dis hear the weapon coming at you and are able to do this? What are they attacking me with? They are attacking you. All you know is that it is a a weapon coming at you. You do not know what it is yet. Okay, well then I will basically sidestep it and whatever it is slides past me and I grab the arm and spin the person around towards their buddy, who I'm assuming like is not where I thought they were because I didn't actually quite know where they were at. I just heard the footballs. All right, so you turn and you direct a short curved, wicked-looking blade back at the other one. Oh, it's a four. They do not hit either. And top of the order, since that was a surprise around, and you need to do the Murden again because both of them are faster than you in this one instance. So do the first one. All right. Oh, that's a natty one. one. A free intrusion for me. Remember, you do gain an XP at the end of each session, so you do have one XP at this point. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm going to spend it because I don't want to die. Okay, so yes, you are able to dodge that second one, and that makes it your turn. Ooh, beautiful. Okay, cool. Uh, so let's get out my many, many things that I can do. Okay, cool. I am actually going to try to intimidate these guys. Let's talk my way out of a situation. All right, let's do this. I am going to step back, brandish both of my uh rings on either side and like get into a fighting stance and just be like, the two of you have no idea what you are facing on some night of all nights. If I were you, I'd fly back to your nest and not leave it for the rest of the night. Okay, let's roll this as an intimidation and see how that works out. Cool, so all social skills I'm um, proficient in. I'm going to spend effort, so that's gonna bring it up one more. And then when I exert effort, I get a free point of effort in all social skills because of my silver tongue. Excellent. So I have uh, plus nine, essentially, to this roll. Jeez. Amazing. Oh. Uh, how about a 16 plus nine? 
you having avoided most of their blows i mean they've they've tried to hit you four times they've only been successful on one for you to be able to just take that hit and then turn around and be so calm in the face of everything it definitely shakes them they are by nature cowards so with your what 25 they don't say anything they just melt into the shadows and disappear and you hear like a small squawk as they run because they don't actually speak human language they just sort of make uh, noises and maybe mimic a little and you were left on your own in the dark as you sulk your way through here and that is where we will end for today i am kelrick i've been your dm you can find me here every other Sunday. We will be live streaming from now on. You can also find me on the EQP Starfinders, where every other week, if we are not doing Numenera, then we are doing this on Saturdays, roughly the same time period. We will have notices up on our Twitch channel, our uh, Twitter accounts, and wherever else that we are able to be found. And with that, how about we go in reverse order? So, Cage, why don't you tell us about you and where you can be found? Yeah, so I'm Cage, and I've been playing Charlie uh, today. And you can find me on Twitter at RageCageRugger, R-A-G-E-K-A-G-E-X-R-U-G-G-E-R. And you can also (laughs) find me on Twitch. Um, So for those of you that are in chat, you can see my name has popped up in there. I won't spell it all out again because it's slightly different. All right. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, Hi, I'm Aaron, uh, playing Rylu. And yeah, you can find me at Space Persona on Twitter. Um, I've been rather quiet lately because this semester has been kicking my ass, but uh, I'm hoping to dive back into it soon, especially this has rekindled my love for everything. Uh, Hi, my name is Kenny. You can find me on Twitter at Pundradrone. Aside from this, I also uh, DM our Starfinder game, which we'll be playing uh, every other Saturday. So you can find us on this uh, Twitch channel next Saturday. Um, We're playing the Dawn of Flame Adventure Path. We are this close to the climax, to wrapping it all up. Um, And then in two weeks, come back here and uh, find out what happens to my poor traumatized bunny boy. Thank you so much for listening to Cuminera, an Excorian's Points podcast. Are your ears burning for another podcast? We cannot recommend enough checking out our sister podcast, Roll to Fail. There are six friends who have no business behind the mic, or even rolling dice. The original Excorian's Points podcast is a Starfinder game that releases every Wednesday. Stay up to date on all the Excorian's Points Network podcasts at EQ Points on Twitter and on excorianspoints.com. Partner dust as I continue updates on the website. Thank you so much for listening. Come check out Dice to Roll, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where we ask the hard questions like, Is it morally acceptable to kiss a goblin? Are seven creatures ethically sourced? What's the real estate value on a haunted castle? Dice Will Roll is a show where four friends team up every week to play Pathfinder 2nd Edition and be hopelessly gay the whole way through. Join Dave, KK, Ritz, and me, Derry, your mythic genderfluid GM, as we play through the Kingmaker Adventure Path and follow a gay human bard, a lesbian half-elf druid, 
and a transmask half-orc fighter on their journey to build and rule their own nation in the untamed wilderness of the Stonelands and defend it from bandits, monsters and wicked fae in an Arturian adventure like no other. From getting four nat ones in a row and standing up to the darkest forces in the multiverse, Dice Will Roll is here to help you keep it rolling. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.